0: super talk mississippi media production have you been seriously injured mama justice is here for you our medical team partners with top-notch doctors surgeons therapists and urologists ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey if you've been injured call mama justice today we're here for you you're listening to the rebel report podcast where it's all old miss all the time Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I am Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Monday. So what I've got for you is the Sunday night live chat that we do every Sunday. The weekend recap is what it's called. And as promised, I will bring that to you here. Now, if you listen to the post game show... Uh, that I did on uh, on Saturday evening. There's going to be some redundancies, but it is with the live chat. There's a, a lot of Q&A, a lot of back and forth, really good conversation, about an hour's worth of uh, of live chat from Sunday night. There were a good bit of state fans in the thread as well, so you're going to hear some thoughts uh, on the state game, on Coach Prime, some other stuff thrown in there as well. So, appreciate you uh, listening to the post game. I will do one immediately after uh, Tulane this weekend. Uh, most of them are going to be the second the game ends. It's just You know, it it was Mercer and I had friends over and and so I I didn't feel the immediate need to just like jump right into post-game reaction to Mercer. It's going to be a little bit different for the games that matter. That one, uh, maybe not so much. So I appreciate you listening and checking out this podcast and every edition of this. Also following me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. That's where you can find me. You can also find this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report, subscribe. And leave a rating and a review. And before we get into the live chat, I want to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They've got online banking like everybody does, but it's a one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you need with your money instead of having to have multiple apps Uh, to manage your finances. Friendly staff that will remember who you are every time you walk in. I can attest to that. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. absms.com, that's the website if you're in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. absms.com, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. If it's anything technology related and your business is in Mississippi and you need it, absms.com. All right, here it is, the, uh, the Sunday night live chat weekend recap from week one in college football. Here that is right now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. It is good to be with you, even though there is a game going on right now that I assume most people are watching. We're still doing the uh, the live chat on this Sunday night. There's a lot to talk about, even though week one didn't exactly deliver much. Now, it was football. We love it, and we're glad that it's here. And There's a lot to take away with caveats from the Ole Miss and the Mississippi State game. But Week re- uh, week one, by and large, just kind of you know, was what it was. South Carolina, at least somewhat interesting in terms of uh, how they got beat badly by uh, by North Carolina. Uh, but other than that, kind of chalky this weekend if you look at the top of, uh, of college football. So again, I know LSU, Florida State's going on right now and a lot of people are watching it. So if you are at least in part taking some time to watch this during that, I appreciate you. I thank you very, very much. Please like the video, subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, these will uh, continue Sunday night weekend recaps, all that Tuesday, Thursday during the week. We are off and running. It is football season, and I'm glad to be talking about that uh, with you. Looks like, by the way, both secondaries in this game. Now, it's in part because both groups of wide receivers and both quarterbacks are very good, but there's some susceptibility I've seen so far uh, with uh, with both of these teams for uh, for whatever it's worth. But we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Big winners. Coach Prime, a big winner. And whatever else comes up in chat for the next uh, 55 minutes or so, I'll have to hang it up uh, at 9 uh, o'clock. At so, appreciate you. I'm Michael Borkey, And uh, let's get started. I was thinking about this. You know, this is going to be chat-driven as always. But I was thinking uh, about this uh, earlier today. I'll bring it up on the radio show as well. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State played parallel opponents, uh, right? I, you know, maybe – Southeastern Louisiana is better than Mercer or Mercer is better than Southeastern Louisiana at that level. Honestly, I don't know. And frankly, I don't really care. I do know that those were two incredibly overmatched uh, football teams and they were very, very lopsided scores. But something interesting happened, or at least it's interesting to me. Ole Miss offensively looked incredibly sharp from the jump. They looked exactly like you were hoping that they would look. Jackson Dart looked more comfortable running the system, looked more comfortable throwing the football vertically than he did really at any point last year. Uh, transfer wide receiver Trey Harris looked good. Watkins is healthy. You know, they looked like they were supposed to look against Mercer. Again, with a caveat being that it's Mercer, but offensively Ole Miss inspired a lot of confidence uh, with, uh, with the way they played. On the flip side, Mississippi State defensively inspired a lot of confidence with the way they played. A ton of returning starters in the front six. Again, it's southeastern Louisiana, so the caveat's there. But they threw for 125 yards, and they ran for 83 yards. Uh, So a a completely dominating performance. Touchdown, Florida State. The game will be tied. Completely dominating performance from the Mississippi State defense. Exactly what you were hoping to see and expecting to see from that unit. But on the other side, uh, for Mississippi State offensively, early anyway, it was a little underwhelming. If we're being totally honest, it took them a while to kind of get going. Talent and depth uh, took over, and then a similar thing happened with Ole Miss. Defensively, they give up a 75-yard touchdown on the very first play, and and again, they settled in. Talent and depth, you know, kind of took over, and Mercer ended up uh, what they had 93 rushing yards, and, and you know, one 75 of those yards came on one play. And they threw for 142. But a lot of Ole Miss fans came away disappointed, uh, at least to some degree, with what they saw defensively. What are the common denominators between those two? Or what is the common denominator between those two things? What is the constant with both of those? New systems, new coordinators. It is okay. It is okay that Mississippi State looked a little sluggish offensively early with the caveat being that it needs to improve, that they can't start this Saturday that way or else there's a chance that they lose. Arizona is, uh, is much better than that of Southeastern Louisiana, but it is OK that it didn't look perfect right away with so much new. There were not enough people around here, and I, I tried to be that guy, that were telling people that it might not look great early. There were so many people that were just kind of dismissing that idea that, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, fine, fine. Everything's going to be fine. And it may end up being fine, but growing pains are something that should have not come as a surprise. And the same thing with Pete Golding's defense at Ole Miss. Kevin Barbet's offense looked a little sluggish early. Pete Golding's defense looked a little sluggish early. They played a lot of players, a lot of different guys. I don't think a single person on defense – Played for more than half of the available snaps. I mean, they really, uh, you know, played a lot of guys. They're still trying to figure things out. And there were a handful of times I noticed with Ole Miss that they they struggled to get you know alignment was and communication was a bit of an issue. Things that can get cleaned up. Uh, things like that, maybe lacking confidence somewhat in knowing a brand new defense in game action for the first time when they were playing basically. Everybody, I said. I know I said uh, on the podcast, and I know I've said on the radio show, I'm sure I've said it to to you guys as well, that I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, things look sluggish early and they get better as the season goes on. Now, and that's the thing, you just have to wait and see. Because it's Mercer, because it's Southeastern Louisiana, because it was such a a game in which the, the teams were so overmatched when playing Ole Miss and state that there's so very little that you can take away from games like this but it is okay it's okay that Mississippi State struggled offensively early as long as that gets better as the season goes on we'll have to wait and see for the next couple of weeks to find out uh, exactly if it was new system and, and just kind of figuring things out or if it was a problem and you know for Ole Miss defensively it's the same thing it's kind of a situation in which you have to see more evidence before you 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 know write a conclusion, uh, but it's totally fine that it wasn't perfect with the new coordinators right away. It's totally fine as long as it gets better. If it doesn't get better, then maybe there are some issues. But it is totally fine that it looked the way it did on Saturday. Um, probably should have expected it, and the final scores were seventy three to seven. Right, and then. Uh 48 to 7, you know? So we're having this conversation, and a lot of fans are having the uh, I don't know if I liked what I saw there after some really dominating uh wins. So uh was thinking about that earlier, and let's get to the uh the chat. Anthony says LSU should be up twenty eight to seven at least. Yeah, and they're gonna go uh, into halftime, uh tied at 14. Uh Brian Kelly took a big risk. Oh, it, was that a fumble? Who recovered? I don't need to do play-by-play here. Sorry. But, um, yeah, a uh, uh, blown opportunity early. And uh, looks like they're going to go into the locker room uh, tied at uh, at 14. Really fun second half uh, upcoming. So, uh, after I sign off with you guys, I will end up seeing the end of that. Tim says, hotty toddy. How about them Rebels? You know, look, took care of business. That Going into these games, I said that there's really only a handful of things that you can take away. Personnel. Injuries. What was the third one? Personnel, injuries. Well, definitely those two. And so you know who the quarterback is for Old Miss. That's done. Lane Kiffin can play the games. It's it's obvious uh, that that Jackson Dart is is that quarter or the quarterback of that team moving forward. And and Sanders, while showing you that that he is talented and capable, certainly capable of winning games, he just didn't look as sharp uh, as as Dart did. You know, against a similar opponent. Now, again, it's a blowout. Very little that you can read into that, and it's really not fair to Sanders because Dart has been in the system longer. But still, it is what it is, and and Dart did look sharper than he did. But um, the the charade is 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 just that. It's it's Jackson Dart's team. Um, health. Uh, you lose Hudson Wolf possibly again. Uh, the pre scorn thing was accurate. Uh, he did, in fact, have. Uh, a procedure. They hope to get him back by Alabama, but now the tight end room is looking a little bit different. So that's something. Uh, but they won that game the way they were supposed to, and not everybody in college football looked like that. And, and for those of you that listen to the podcast, that's a bit repetitive. Forgive me for that. But um I mean, even Georgia kind of struggled with their FCS opponent uh, there for for a while. So uh, yeah, you looked like you were supposed to, which is you know that is a positive. It gets a lot more real. Uh, here uh, moving forward these two teams are probably two of the more if not the most talented teams in their respective conferences and yet are some of the more boneheaded teams as well talking about LSU uh, Florida State of course Ole Miss is top five in the SEC and damn the Pac-2 I mean Pac-2 came to play (laughs) Pac-12 you mean Pac-2 uh, yeah, undefeated. Only conference that's undefeated, right? Is the uh, the, the Pac-12, whatever's left. Uh, good showing for them. You hate Hudson Wolf's health luck, so do I. I mean, battling back to get to that point, just to get injured again after a really impressive catch is—it's just the football gods just don't want him to play, man. It's—it's uh, it's terrible. LSU's offensive line is getting whipped up front. They basically abandoned the run, and it's all on Daniels. Uh, how about getting whipped up front? Uh, hello, South Carolina. That was a bloodbath. And I know North Carolina's got some studs on defense. Like that's, that's a sneaky, really, really good North Carolina roster top to bottom. But South Carolina got physically punished last night. I, I did not expect it to look like that. Um, and, and I don't think Shane Beamer has any answers. I don't know what you can do. I, I mean, they might just be in over their heads up front. But, uh, yeah, LSU's got talent at the skill positions. Uh, Offensive line's a bit of a question. Um, uh-oh, they're about to get into the field goal range maybe. But, um, yeah, and pass defense, as Lane says, uh, does not look good at all. Williams says, hotty toddy, nothing to brag about yet, not at all. You know, it's it's Mercer. It, it It's just you, you did what you were supposed to. And that's really all all you can take away from these games, with the exception of some things. Like, for example, at Mississippi State, I really like the Mike Wright packages. I think they need to use them more. And what I'm not saying is they need to have like a two-quarterback system. I don't think Will Rogers and Mike Wright need to take equal snaps. That that is not at all what I'm saying. Will Rogers has done nothing to lose his job. Uh, But I do think that based on evidence, not just from a game against Southeastern Louisiana, because it's Southeastern Louisiana, right? It's Southeastern Louisiana. But we know Mike Wright can do what he did against SEC teams. We've seen it. He, he did it at Vanderbilt. And so when you have better protection uh, than, than, he de- than he had at, uh, at Vanderbilt. Now, Vanderbilt had two really good wide receivers last year. I think Mississippi State is deeper at the wide receiver p- position. They're better at running back as well. Uh, But I think it would be a mistake for State to not let him cook, I mean, 10 to 15 uh, attempts a game. I mean, really use him. He is a weapon, and they should use him more than just a handful of gimmicks a game. I think he needs to be a part uh, of that offense moving forward, because not just because of what we saw, because it's Southeastern Louisiana. It barely counts. However, what you saw yesterday from him is what you know he can do against teams that you're about to face moving forward with what you assume is better talent around him compared uh, to what he had at Vanderbilt. So I I really like Mike Wright personally. I think he's really smart um, and and a very useful athlete for that offense. And I think that they should use him more. Again, it's not an anti Rogers thing. Will Rogers is the quarterback until he's not. Um, And Mike Wright is limited uh, as a passer. He has uh, demonstrated that uh, over his time at Vanderbilt, but he is too good of an athlete to not force feed him the football sometimes. Ole Miss looked good after the first defensive play and did their job some other teams struggled for a while against FCS teams this weekend including state yeah they there are you know it it's it's mercer uh part of me wondered if some of the struggles for almost defensively were like lacking confidence in the system maybe guys not really knowing where they were supposed to go they did a lot of rotations I don't think they're they're as slow as they looked if that makes sense because at times they looked really slow and it's guys that you know, are more athletic than they looked. I think there was a lot of, I think there was a lot of thinking. That's a very good sentence, uh, but I do think there was a lot of thinking uh, going on, and uh, and less just you know having it and going. I could be wrong. I probably am, but it, it did strike me at times as uh, as a team that looked, you know, like they were running the system against a real opponent for the first time, real being in quotes. Tulane looked good against South Alabama. They did. Uh, Michael Pratt, I mean, he's just a good player, got injured at the end of that game, though. I'm curious about his health uh, moving forward. But, um, I mean, South Alabama turned the football over five times. I I think it was five or six of Tulane's drives started in plus territory, something like that. Uh, So, you know, and they they forced turnovers. It's not a knock on them that they forced turnovers. Uh, But, you know, that's part of the reason why it looked like that and it was a it was a one score game late and then what was it the the trick play they threw it over to Pratt and then he threw a long pass and that kind of ended it but yeah South Al did not protect the football and, and that cost him a game I mean Tulane's a step up in competition but if Ole Miss doesn't go down there and win and take care of business, then they're not the team that we think that they are. It's it's really that simple. I mean, even if you have a pessimistic view on the outlook of the season, if you think it's only a seven win team, uh, like some people do, one of those seven needs to be Tulane. Still, uh, I, I know they're they're good, but if you're if if they are an eight nine win team. It's only a challenge in that it's a tougher team than the one you saw last week, and it's technically on the road, even though a metric ton of Ole Miss fans are going to be there, and it's going to be really hot. Was State having jitters, or did they literally have to wear down? It looked like poop early. That I mean, that's the that's the million dollar question, right, Jason? And, and and we'll find that out next Saturday night. Arizona is going to be a challenge uh, for for Mississippi State. They are uh, a team that. Mississippi State should be, you know, kind of similar games in terms of you should be better than them, but they are challenging. I think that Arizona has a better roster uh, top to bottom than Tulane at this point. Uh, But we'll find out, Jason, if if that was, you know, just jitters in a new system, first game in that new system, or uh, did they have to wear down Seelah in order to win? We will find that out next week. Uh, I assume, especially based on what I saw, that they were a little vanilla, Everybody, uh, both offensively, defensively, in both Starkville and Oxford, there is a lot of vanilla going on because you just don't have to be creative to beat the teams that they beat. But we'll find out very quickly because Arizona is going to come to Starkville with a talented quarterback and a team that is capable. Uh, Absolutely. Keon Coleman dominating the LSU secondary. He is worth every penny that they are paying him. And again, that's not a shot. You guys know me. It's just college football now. He is worth what they are paying him, but he did get uh, get hurt and had to leave. Line is down to three and a half, uh, minus three and a half on Ole Miss Tulane. Not falling for it. Give me the Rebels by a couple of scores. Pratt would have to do it all for them to win, and, and then some. I mean, Ole Miss would have to turn the football over a lot, just like South Al did. I mean, that, that's the path. If you turn the football over a lot, then there you go. Um, that's, that's the only way they're losing is if they beat themselves down there. You weren't disappointed defensively. It's a new system. They're going to look a little iffy while finding the right players and scheme. You knew that way before the game kicked off. Uh, it's because you listen to me. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. But yeah, nobody should have been surprised by that. This almost team looks deeper. I'd be curious in a few weeks to see how the defense is playing. Uh, This sounds weird to say because Trey Harris just broke the touchdown record at the school, but I do wonder still yet if they have that like immediate or not immediate impact because clearly Trey Harris is ready to play and he's played at the Division I level before. But the takeover wide receiver, if they have that guy on this team, maybe it's Aiden Williams, maybe it's Trey Harris. I mean, it it very well could be him. It's just scoring touchdowns against Mercer does not – tell you whether or not you actually have that yet so that's one thing I'm looking for offensively is do they have that wide receiver that can take over games we're we're gonna find out I mean we'll find out starting Saturday afternoon it's just so hard to take a good game against Mercer and be like yep it's him you know what I mean so yes but but depth is absolutely there um, and I'm curious, you mentioned defense about what rotations look like when the competition improves, because I, I don't necessarily think you have the luxury of playing Tulane and the same applies for state in Arizona. Um, you don't have the luxury of playing Tulane the way you did. Mercer with the number of bodies that you rotated and how often you rotated and how much they protected the health of the guys defensively again. If I remember correctly, not a single Ole Miss defensive player played more than half the snaps of the game. So I'm curious to see if that tightens up next week. You're still irritated at all the state folks acting like all the changes can't possibly be an issue. Looking for a needle in a stack of needles for a team that doesn't struggle after a coach changes. You've been you've been beating that drum, Jason, and I, and I think you know. I've been there, too. Maybe not strong enough, but it's okay that it's not perfect right away. It's it's okay. I, expecting it to be perfect right away, I think, is kind of a foolish thing to do. You're waiting for Ole Miss to play in the SEC. Then we can see what they have. Yeah, they'll get tested this weekend, and Georgia Tech is very much improved from the Georgia Tech of a year ago. But even winning those two games, you're still going to wonder – Okay, you know that was a step up, and they were, they were, they were good, and all that, all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the what their record is at the bye week is really going to be the the lesson for this team. But if you go down and take care of business against Tulane, and then and then you beat up on Georgia Tech, if that's how it works out, then you'll learn things about that team. Georgia Tech's improved. Tulane is certainly capable. So. You think Jackson Dart is going to be that guy He looks more comfortable and is making more pinpoint throws? Yeah, and at no point last year was he consistently completing, even against the bad teams, that, that 25, 30-yard, whatever it was, distance-wise, back shoulder rope that he was throwing vertically down the field. That is a very important throw for a quarterback. Here, breaking news, more to eleven. This is why I get paid the big bucks. That That is an important uh, throw for a quarterback because so often – your receivers downfield are covered in the SEC. And so if you can throw guys open uh, the way he did Saturday comfortably, then you've really got something, you know, we'll have to see when, when pass rush gets more intense, when, you know, they're in Tuscaloosa for their first real, real test of the season. Um, It's easy to look comfortable against Mercer, but yeah, the, those throws in particular Uh, were not something that he was capable of doing consistently a year ago. And and that's important. Again, breaking more to eleven. LSU's O-line is suspect. It's a crazy game. Yeah, yes on uh, both counts. Mercer was playing a slightly different scheme than what they're known for playing. Didn't exactly matter there, did it? Speaking of offensive line, you think South Carolina's in serious trouble? The state game is now a must-win for them? Absolutely. I mean, my gosh, what are they? So they have Furman this weekend. Oh man. If they can lose to Furman, they're not going to uh, at all, but, uh, Furman runs an interesting offense. They run the, uh, the air force shotgun, triple option offense, and they've got a really good quarterback. Uh, they're, what am I talking about? They're not going to lose that game, but they have Georgia next. Ugh. after Furman. Anyway, line looked good for Ole Miss yesterday. Uh, they didn't run the ball as well as they could have. Now, you know it's Mercer and offensive line. They rotated a lot of guys as well. They really didn't. Um. They didn't play a consistent five. Really, uh, they they kept guys fresh. So still trying to figure out rotations there. I think as well. Spencer didn't look too upset on the sidelines, though. Um, I talked to somebody that was at the game, sitting behind the Ole Miss bench, and um, he kind of shared that sentiment, but also, you know, mentioned that he was kind of like disengaged, like from the the team stuff going on. Just, you know, not like pouting or or making anybody mad, but it was just kind of like not there. I don't know. It's all anecdotal, anyway. You're terrified that if it doesn't go well for State, folks are going to turn on Arnett before he even gets started, having expected the team to waltz into 8-10 wins. It's a fair concern. Luke Altmaier played well. Yeah, had the, the the hero play at the end got smoked, but stood in there and delivered a beautiful fourth down pass and won a game. That was, that was cool. Yeah, amazing throwing that fourth down. Absolutely. Rattler looks good. He did look good, despite the offensive line in front of him. Everything else, that's the problem. Absolutely. Hope the wolf injury doesn't come back to haunt Ole Miss and hope Trigg gets his act together. He's coming off as a head case. Well, he's been in the doghouse basically since he showed up there. Um, But for whatever it's worth, in the Mercer game, he looked engaged. You know, I mean, he he was playing late in the game because they made him, and he was suspended for the first half at least anyway. Um, But he looked like he gave a crap in a game that nobody gave a crap about. I don't know what that's worth. Sean got some hands on him. His first catch was getting smacked in the back, caught a high pass, then didn't drop it. That's something that, that he needs to continue to um, add to his game. If he's going to be a first round pick, like people think he is, you've got to demonstrate the ability to catch the football in the NFL. Have to Arizona plus nine at state is interesting. That sounds about right to me, honestly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that game was close for three quarters or so. And, um i mean kind of almost happening like last year state defensively until proven otherwise i, I think is is really really good so but delore's going to give him some fits he, he can play i mean th- this is a test for them this weekend you think most of the mishaps were because it's hard to be fully engaged mentally for mercer and sealaw i imagine so you don't know if I'm old enough to remember, but Mac Brown always had nasty defenses when he was at UNC the first time. I don't remember that, but um, it took them a while. They weren't particularly great, you know, so far in his second North Carolina tenure. But they looked they looked fast and physical last night. Really fast and really physical. You liked Will Rogers' first outing in a new system. You, you hope it, it gets a little better. Uh, he, he did miss some vertical throws, uh, ran the football much better. But I, I think that, that five, five Mike Wright attempts needs to be 10-15 to 15 a game. If they both struggle next week, then we'll know something's likely wrong. I think so. I want to talk about Colorado for a second. Very impressive job by Dion and his kid, balled out along with Hunter. But I also think TCU is going to be bad this year. Both of those things can be true at the same time, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, TCU, what What did they win? Eight one-score games last year? You know, they earned everything that they got, and I, I will die on that hill, despite what the national championship looked like. They earned their right there. They earned their spot in the playoff, and they beat Michigan to get to the national championship. They earned their spot there. But it did feel like it was kind of fluky, but they win games, and I mean, what are you going to do? The team's winning games. You can't punish a team for winning games. Uh, But, yes, I I think that both of those things are true. I'm impressed by Colorado. I'm impressed by Coach Prime. Uh, I mean, those guys look so ready to play. I mean, when you consider it was a 1-11 team a year ago where he flipped basically the entire roster, new faces, new coaching staff. I mean, he's never coached a D1 game before. But too many people chalked up what he did at Jackson State to, well, he's just got better players. You don't win 23 games in two years at Jackson State only on players, there, there's no way. Maybe he can actually coach football, maybe he can motivate, maybe he can bring guys together. Uh, look, I, I don't I still think they're they've got losses coming this season and, and probably a good bit of them, but every win is impressive, considering what he took over and what the makeup of the team is. And it also makes Tom Lugenbill look like an idiot where after UMass th- th- for some reason this just drives me crazy, and I don't know why. But after UMass went on the road in week zero and beat a bowl team from a year ago, he goes on next round and says that if UMass doesn't have the worst roster in college football, then Colorado does. With multiple former five stars, a bunch of SEC and Division I transfers, that's the worst rot. Stop. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, I mean, Colorado looked well-prepared. His staff is a really good staff. When you look at it, offensive scheme looked really good. Shadour was comfortable, and uh, I mean, just distributing the football so well. Um, Travis Hunter's a star, and you know, it's time to start. It's one game. It is one game, but man, every every st- every step of this journey for Coach Prime, people have doubted his ability to coach, and yet he just keeps winning. I don't know, man. They can make a bowl now. Be interested to see them next week versus Nebraska. Yeah, they could make a bowl now. They could. It's tough. But, hell, beat Nebraska and Colorado State. You'll you'll need to get three more in conference play. Yeah, they can go to a bowl. If they go to a bowl game, that is a hell of a coaching job, considering what that program was a year ago. I mean, a hell of a coaching job. You saw at least one play-action pass where the wide receiver gave up on the route. Rodgers went right back to it for a touchdown. Impressed with that. Kari Coleman and Chris Graves both played yesterday. Did not notice Coleman, but that – let's see. Did he record a stat? Yeah, he did. He had three tackles. Hmm. Shows how much I was paying attention. That is interesting. Shout out to Texas Tech for making me look stupid. I was high on them. I was too. I ran into a Texas Tech fan uh, while getting coffee this morning. He didn't look very happy. I didn't bother him, but he had a Texas Tech shirt on and a Texas Tech sticker on his truck that I noticed. And uh, I, I, I didn't say anything, but he didn't look like he was having a good morning. Do you know how nice it is to see actual defensive schemes instead of watching a prevent defense every play? Yeah, and I, I think that they were pretty vanilla as well. I expect Pete Golding to to show you more than what you saw this past Saturday. Rebecca says Tulane is pretty high on the football team right now. My students are convinced they're going to roll over Ole Miss. Oh, I want to hear more about that. Are you uh, are you a professor at Tulane or are you? Uh, You teach in the New Orleans area? That's really cool Uh, either way. But um, I don't share their sentiment, but they have reason to be excited about their football team right now. There's no doubt about it. Shout out to Georgia Tech for at least having a pulse. Yeah, they should have won that game. They should have won that game. Much better, though. Who's the freshman talented tight end people are talking about redshirting this year for Ole Miss? Oh, gosh. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, He might need to play at this rate. I'll pull it up here because I forgot, honestly. I should know that answer. I don't, you know. A lot of roster turnover. It's hard to keep up with everybody, and my computer's being slow right now, so I'm, I'm trying to delay as best I can. Here we go. Okay, fine. Tight end. The second I say it, I'll remember it too. That's what's so embarrassing about this, but but that's okay. Javante Connor is uh, is the only freshman tight end on the roster. So there you go. You never understood the Texas Tech hype. They closed last season well. That's Probably most of it. Also, the situation in Florida looks pretty bad. You say Napier has a $32 million buyout. You know there's going to be some Kiffin talk at some point. Absolutely. He needs to handle that differently. And leadership at Ole Miss needs to make sure that gets handled differently. But I don't think they're firing Billy Napier. I don't think they're paying that buyout. I don't think they're going to have their sixth coaching search since 2005. I I mean, at what point uh, do you stop fooling yourself and and let somebody establish something before you just – I mean, they're just churning coaches out. They're becoming a graveyard, and that is to their detriment. State folks thinking that Arizona game will be easy and or was last year aligned to themselves. They were driving to tie the game until a long interception return or allowed state to put it away to start the fourth. They're going to be challenged. It helps that it's at home. But, yeah, you're exactly right. That it will be, It will be a challenge, one that they should win. But still, there were four players who played more than half the plays for Ole Miss's defense. It wasn't by much, though, just a couple more plays. Okay. I thought it was none, but I, I probably also can't count either. Ole Miss's crowd is also pretty good on Saturday. Student section was completely full for the first half. Yeah, and I saw people, you know, forget my language, but bitching about the students leaving at halftime. It's like, it, it, it's Mercer. It's Mercer. I mean, come on. They're they're nineteen years old. They want to go back to the frat house and hit on girls. Like what it's Mercer. Come on. The fact that they showed up at all is impressive. But anyway. Cocho made an appearance at the game last night. Hopefully he'll be here again this weekend because you love the entertainment. He is like a cartoon character at this point, isn't he? Arizona got much, much better as the season went along, especially Jaden Delora. State absolutely has to play well or, or should win, goes out the window. Delora, I think, what was it, Jason, only 200 fewer passing yards than Will Rogers last year. He was good. Last year, he felt uptight whenever Dart was throwing the ball. This year, you're confident that he can make the right choices. Looked willing to to go to second and third reads as well. Again, it's it's Mercer. It's Mercer. But still, that was not something you saw against even bad opponents uh, a year ago. Trey Harris looks bigger than you thought. Yeah, it was Mercer, but I thought he would be a little shorter. No, he's he's an NFL body. They, they think he's an NFL receiver. We'll see how true that ends up actually being. Three touchdowns on three catches five minutes into the game is impressive regardless of opponent. For sure. I'm going to be a homer here who's Quinshawn's NFL comp, Alvin Kamara. Although, I, is he a little bigger than Kamara? I don't know. I just, it, it seems like they both do the same things well, where they're so balanced and the vision's so good. And if Quinshawn can catch the ball out of the backfield like Alvin, yeah, I, I think that I'm a bit of a homer, but the, the balance in the vision is what really stands out to me with uh with Quinshawn and, and that of Kamara as well. Do I suspect Ole Miss to drop a more elaborate running scheme against Tulane and Georgia Tech? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. They weren't going to push Rogers in this game. No. They're gonna to have to this Saturday though. Almost didn't really try to develop the run game. It seemed like they tried passing more in the game. And you're going to see that moving forward as well. I think that teams are going to um, sell out to stop Quinshawn and make uh, Dart beat them. I think we'll see Ole Miss have have more of an intentional rushing attack against Tulane and Georgia Tech. I can see that. But, I, again, I, I do think, though, that teams are going to try to sell out to stop Quinchon. I guess we'll have to see, though, won't we? With an offense as good as what Kiffin runs, you can really do whatever you want against Mercer, so he chooses to sling it with his quarterback room. Also probably helps, and you said it there as well, taking some workload off of Judkins. Although, in the second half, I don't think he should have gotten a single carry, but Whatever. Um. Yeah, taking the workload off of him a little bit, and also that helps build confidence in um in your quarterback. I mean, I, I imagine Jackson Dart walked off of that field feeling really good about himself, and in part because I keep tapping this. Sorry, and I and I know that goes through the mic because it's it, it's a bad habit. I talk with my hands, and it's a problem. But um, I imagine Jackson Dart walked off the field feeling really good about himself. And that's that's a good thing, right? You want your quarterback to be confident, even though you've been playing games uh, with him. Oh, grad student at Tulane. That's awesome. I am jealous of, uh, of where you live. Are you from New York? Because it feels like 99% of uh, your campus is from New York. But anyway, Kyron Heath looks bigger than last year. Played a lot of slot yesterday as well, which I uh, thought was interesting. You look for Heath to get quite a bit of playing time now? Has to. I mean, there's they have no other option. He has to play now. If I get the chance, pull up the Arizona game last year and watch how many times DeLore chucked up prayers instead of taking wide open running lanes, then watch him versus UCLA, 180-degree difference. He's impressive. I will. I'll actually go back. I, I, I want to watch at least some of their game that they played the other day because I watched Tulane and, and South owl last night just to kind of see. I'm not that guy, and I'll never be that guy in media that, like, does film study because I think it's a joke because none of us know what we're watching. Like – Cole Kubelik can watch film and tell you what he's seeing and and Greg McElroy and, like, the former players. But jokers like me and, and like, beat writers and stuff, when when we do film study, we just embarrass ourselves. But I do kind of like going back and watching and, like, seeing who stands out and stuff like that. So I'll I'll do that, actually. Probably just a little bit of their game against Northern Northern Arizona the other day, but, yeah, I might do that. Do I think Pete Golding keeps Charlie Weiss Jr. as OC if and when he's Ole Miss's next head coach? I have no idea. I, my guess would be no, but again, I have no idea. You want to see more snaps for Mike Wright? I texted a reply to you yesterday, but I just can't believe we will see any ump from a Will Rogers offense. Wright provides a spark uh, for everyone. Yeah, and, and so I, I wondered aloud, and by aloud I mean on Twitter yesterday, that um, – that having Rodgers in on the right packages, I wonder if those would be better served if that was a a wide receiver instead of Will Rodgers. And I'm sure the counter would be keeping them both on the field means that the defense can't adjust to a more like downhill, like run-stopping personnel. Maybe that's part of it. But you know then you can just put one guy to keep tabs on Will Rodgers and then you can kind of just – focus the attention of the defense on everywhere else, because you know, he's not going to like go out and run a route. And if he moves at all, a DB should know, okay, double pass is coming and read on that and make a play. So I wonder if it would be better served to just kind of have him run regular offense, you know, without a quarterback lining up at wide receiver who doesn't run particularly well. I mean, not comparatively speaking, of course, but just let Mike Wright run an offense without Doing the two quarterbacks on the field at the same time thing, I, I would love to know what that would look like and if they would be better served uh, doing that. Because Mike Wright is such a good athlete and and can really beat people with his legs. And look, he's not certainly not the best passer in the world, but but he can still throw the football like he he does play quarterback. He can throw the ball, and so I would use it more. And it, again, it was southeastern Louisiana, so it's really hard to tell what they actually are going to do because of who the opponent was but man I really like Mike Wright and I really like what he can do for that team if they use him more yeah state remembered they could run the ball imagine that yeah they've um yeah life after the air raid it's it's a little bit different but yeah marks was marks was good because he's good and yeah that was different Quinn John is a very sharp dude. Absolutely he is. He's entertaining as can be. Yeah. Odds that Franklin is ready to go by Bama. I, I think it depends on what your definition of ready to go is. I mean, I, I think that's the expectation, right? Is that he he plays in that game. But um full like what he can be, maybe not by then. You think he's the next Robert Griffin III, though hopefully a better NFL career? Yeah, Griffin just got hurt. Griffin just got hurt a lot. Jason wants to see the formations with Rodgers and Wright both on the field. I remember when Mullen did similar with T-Bone Leak and it almost always went for chunks. Leak was athletic, though. More athletic, anyway. Oh, Rebecca, I was just kidding, but yeah, you're from Hattiesburg. Graduated from Ole Miss. Most of Tulane is from the northeastern California. Why is that? Is it just like wanting to? I don't know. I, I, God knows. But I mean, I love New Orleans. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I will be there next weekend to go to the Saints game. Like it's, it's my favorite city on earth. I love it there. But why are a bunch of people from California and New York going to Tulane for college, Adam? I, I it's a great school. So maybe it's just, you know, they can go party their asses off in the South and get a great education on top of that. I don't know. But anyway. Mullen used to line them both up behind the line, and defenses knew Tebow was the running guy, but he'd almost always chuck it over their heads. Yeah. Did I see Michigan play up the Harbaugh thing too much? That was a joke, wasn't it? What an embarrassment. He didn't die. He didn't die. he. It was so just, what do the kids say? Cringe? That's what that was. It just made me uncomfortable. They, lining up in a line and holding up the number four because your coach is suspended for four games because he broke rules is ridiculous. Lining Rodgers up at wide receiver is stupid. Ole Miss has a lot of West Coast, New England, and international students as well. Yeah, most colleges do, but if like Tulanes is like an inordinate amount. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, honestly. I just uh frankly, there are a lot of uh like Mark Norman, uh my favorite comedians from New Orleans and, and like met a lot of comedians uh at Tulane who are from New York. Trick play. It looks like a mess. First down anyway. This game is fun. I honestly I can't wait to hang up with you guys. Um I can't wait to hang out with you guys. I'm going to watch the end of this game. They come to party, sound smart, and complain about the sweet tea. Oh, Rebecca, I bet they look down on on those of us from the South, don't they? I bet they do. I've got family from Ohio, Pennsylvania, and the. You know, frankly, the ignorance of those people of, of my family, anyway, anecdotal. The ignorance of them when it comes to things about the South is exactly what they are ignorant when calling others. It's, it's ridiculous. But, again, that's anecdotal family member stuff that probably don't need to be sharing on a live stream. But, anyway, what else stood out to you guys uh, this, uh, this weekend? Um, Georgia didn't look great. Their fans were mad early. Milrow looked good at Alabama. That was something, I suppose. Kentucky a little sluggish early but ended up taking care of business. Frankly, again, this weekend was was kind of chalky. It really didn't it, it didn't do much for me. And and I hate to complain. We spend all offseason talking about college football and how excited we are and all this stuff, you know? And when it gets here, I mean, what was the most interesting thing that happened for you guys yesterday? Colorado. And then what? What is it? What what happened yesterday? South Carolina, maybe? Ohio State looking average? But they ended up winning comfortably anyway, but you're right, they did. Yeah, Wisconsin ran it a lot. Longo does run it a good bit, at least he did in North Carolina. But just kind of a chalky weekend. And that's okay, I guess. The slate is much, much better this weekend than it was uh, last weekend. So, Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Please like the video. All that stuff. I'm gonna hang it up. We'll be back Tuesday night. Tuesday night at seven forty-five or closer to eight, probably. Uh, But around this time on uh, on Tuesday night, we'll talk Clemson. Duke actually happens uh, here in a little bit, but we'll we'll start talking about week two. Whatever else comes up between now and then, I'll uh, I'll see you guys very soon. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you on Tuesday.